Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. <laughs> and I'm Steven. <laughs> All right. Uh, and today, um, happy Thanksgiving week. Uh, it's crazy that the end of November is here. Um, I don't know what you guys are doing in regards to Thanksgiving and family or if all your plans were canceled. But either way, we have more to be thankful for than we do to be um, unthankful for. So it's a matter of perspective. Um, yeah. Where's Ryan Collins? He's in his I don't know, but I'm thankful something. for him. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing, <laughs> but I'm thankful for him. Now, I'm not unthankful that he's not here. So, Ryan, we miss you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, t- today on the podcast, we are going to be um, – we have a specific goal. We're going to give you a few tools to connect with your kids in regards to television, movies, um, specifically shows they may be binge-watching this holiday season. Stephen, Josh, what is – what is binge watching? Binge watching. It mm. is where you watch a lot of things all at once. So not like you have a million like different screens. Right. Not like that, but like sequentially, you just like show after show after show after show after show. That's wow. how I would sequentially sequen- sequentially <laughs> was an was an awesome word that you just used. Um, yeah, subquentially, subquentially, I'm going to go back and listen to this and make sure I didn't say it the way you made it sound like I said it. Um, it's a, it's a fun word, but yeah, binge watching, I'd say, yeah, is when you watch like a show, but you watch multiple episodes in a row. So you don't just sit down and watch one episode or two. Like you say, you watch three or four episodes you're just you're loving it. You're sitting. You're enjoying it. You're just bam, 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 bam. Just chilling on the couch, eating popcorn, and watching show after show. All that's right. So this is crazy. I think that's how I view binge watching. Um, it is. I'm curious, Josh and Stephen. Uh, you know, I think Josh and I were the same age. Stephen, you're a little bit younger, but from our childhood, childhood binge watching is totally different than it is today. Because when I was a kid, binge watching meant hey, three thirty on 64 channel 64 spider-man was on followed by johnny quest and i watched one episode and then i had to wait another week until the next one came like i couldn't i couldn't binge watch right like there was a cliffhanger at the end of spider-man which was my favorite and still is i I couldn't watch more i couldn't hop on youtube or unless you bought the dvd season yeah but at the the time guys it was a new series that was coming out, so it literally wasn't even out yet. Yeah. Like I couldn't go get it at the library. So how was how is it different for you? I have another example, but I want to hear from you guys. How is binge watching different in your childhood than it is today? If we can even uh, say that. Yeah, I'd say now a lot of families don't even have like regular TV or like yeah. it channels. You, yeah, you just get Netflix, you get Hulu, like you get the whole trio, maybe Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix, and Disney Prime. At Disney Plus, and you have a whole wait, wait. Disney Prime is that a thing? I need to get that one. <laughs> no, no, Disney Plus. I I corrected myself, but you have a whole a whole series of shows already available, and you can just sit down and, and watch the entire season, or watch you know multiple seasons if you have a free weekend or something. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what shows did you guys watch when you were kids, and how often did you watch it? Uh... I watched. Um, 
uh, Dragon Tales on PBS Kids. <laughs> yeah. I watched. Right. I haven't thought about that show in Clifford oh the Big Red Dog, Cyber oh Chase, um, Arthur. You, you know, wait. You watch PBS when you were shows, a right? PBS. You said when I was a kid. Yeah, that's true. What about when you were a teenager? What did you remember school, watching? High school. Yeah. Sweet yeah. Life of Zach and Cody, Drake and Josh. Yeah, the classics. The classics. See, those were. I think those were just. Just after I was out. Um, yeah, I 24 was another show that I used to watch with my family, yes. and we would have friends over, and literally it was an event weekly on Wednesdays. We would all get together to watch the, the newest episode of 24. Um, and after after one episode, it was done for a week. So yeah, it's it's totally different nowadays where people, parents – you know, you guys do this, maybe, maybe don't, but your kids do this. So they know kids to do, but binge watching is where we have the capability of like Steven, you defined it. It's, you don't just watch one episode and then have to wait. It's like, you can watch as many as you want, or you can, you can knock out a whole season of something if you want super easy. And actually I would say that Netflix um, and Amazon Prime. I don't know if Amazon Prime does this, but Netflix does. As soon as you finish one episode, if you don't do anything, it will automatically just Amazon play the next one too. after so many seconds. Yep. It's like it's designed like be entertained and stay entertained. Sit a little bit longer. Um, and they even so, a lot of times they even skip the intro now. Like on the yes. on your second yeah. episode, they'll yeah. skip Jump the right intro in. and you can just go right into it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So. The point here is, um, as we get into some of these tools to to navigate, you know, binge watching or your kids' desire to binge watch or even not binge watch, but just start watching a show that other kids are binge watching or something like that. Um, a reminder, we've said this before, but you cannot parent your kids based on your childhood. It's a totally different culture. It's a different world. Even even the disconnect from like Steve and Josh and I's world, like I wasn't able to binge watch because i was forced to watch one episode at a time the only thing that i remember binge watching was um um wishbone we had so many of those on dvd and we would just watch a ton of wishbones in a row yes. but um like the capabilities now are so much um beyond what they used to be in regards to entertainment so um proverbs says let's get into the into the meat here proverbs talks about you know I don't remember the verse. 22 right six. Proverbs 22 six. Thanks, Josh. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Um, part of your job, parents, is to train your kid, not just protect them. Um, so we're going to get into an analogy here, if you will. Um, you know, a baby gets baby food. A parent's job is to teach them how to eat. So baby food, you graduate into peas or, you know, mashed potatoes, and then you um, you graduate into, you know, maybe mashed potatoes in like small chunks of potatoes or French fries. It's like, and then you teach them how to eat a hot dog, but you don't just give them a hot dog. You cut the hot dog up. You know, you don't just jump from baby food to steak. Eventually you'll get to where they can eat steak, but you might have to cut it up for them and then teach them how to cut it up themselves with a knife and a fork and how to, you have to train them. You would be a bad parent if you just jumped from baby food to steak. All right. So the example here is clear when it comes to entertainment. I think it's exactly the same. Josh, Steven, I don't know. I think you guys would agree, but you know, parents, you can't spoon feed your kids and then just jump and let them 
watch whatever they want. You can't just, as Steven watched Clifford the Big Red Dog or PBS Kids, and then at some point he graduates to giving them the keys to Amazon Prime or YouTube or Netflix, and they can watch whatever they want. There needs, there should be a training process we see in scripture as Christians. We have to digest things through the lens of scripture. So wherever you're at with your kids and on the spectrum of baby food to solid steak in regards to entertainment, you know, maybe they have a certain timeline of uh, how much freedom they've got. They're allowed to watch for an hour a day, or maybe they're allowed to have five hours a week or something. I don't know if you've got some kind of leash on your kids in regards to entertainment, or maybe they have full reign. I know, I know students, Stephen, Josh, do you know students who have TVs in their room Mm -hmm. and full access to Netflix or YouTube? I do. Um, I know some kids that do not have those things and their parents are super, you know, cut uh, with their restrictions on their smartphones or on TV and all of that stuff. So there's a spectrum wherever you're at parents. um, We want to encourage you to use this holiday season with COVID restrictions. Um, I'm foreseeing that there's going to be like a serious opportunity to sit and watch a bunch of TV or movies, you know, Thanksgiving stuff, plans may have been canceled. You're not hanging out with as many people as you thought you were. You're just at home. There's more TV shows coming out, more movies. Use this holiday season well in regards to entertainment and connect with your kids. So here's some tools um, to do that. And real quick, Aaron, can can I just like add one thing that I think will will kind of emphasize this? So in in Proverbs – Proverbs eleven fourteen it says, "Without guidance, people w- will fall, but with many counselors, there's deliverance." And I was just even thinking about like, with with the things you're about to tell parents, the, these specific tools. Like, I was just thinking as you were talking, like, we need to be trained on everything. Like, there, there's really not much in life that we can just do without some sort of training that uh it it can it can go wrong quickly it can it can it can uh just we can take it down the wrong path without right training so i think just as you were talking that that was sort of just emphasized in my mind that's like man anything worth doing um to do it well or to do it rightly like we need training and so i think with the with the things you're about to say to parents i i just want to emphasize that like it's really it's not just i would even say it's not necessarily just a nice to have if you've done absolutely no training in this area like maybe maybe take this opportunity to do some of these start yeah so anyways Mm -hmm. just wanted to clarify that or emphasize that yeah it's like um you know, there's some things that I feel like my dad trained me really well on and my mom trained me really well on. There's some things that it was overkill and they protected me too much. And I was completely oblivious to stuff that I wish I wouldn't have been oblivious to. Um, and then there's other things that other people taught me that my parents didn't know I was being taught. Um, you know, it's like, Josh, to your point, I think if if you give a kid the keys to a vehicle when he's 16 and they just say, hey, here's your license, and it's like they go get on the highway or they just start driving, it's like a kid can learn that way. Like they can. It's possible. But the risk is really high compared to somebody who has trained and taken practice and studied um, 
So you don't have to train your kid in regards to entertainment, but I guarantee you um, to honor God and to help your kid and to love them and, and to set them up for success when they're older and to avoid certain risks. It's like the most loving thing you can do is seek to train them. Um, so, and then, yeah, and then the I, other I part is like, like what you were saying, it's like maybe you have been training them, whatever, but I think the tools you're about to give actually are just great connection points. They are conversation Absolutely. starters for your kids. And so I think that I, I'm excited to hear you talk about them. There's four points here, um, and this is kind of a system that is uh, I've stolen. So this is not something that you know we've come up with or whatever you know for listeners, but it's it's kind of a system for you exactly like Josh said, connecting with your kids. So if you're listening to this, you've got teenagers, you know we would love to encourage you to connect with your kids and point them to Christ. And this is just a tool to try to help you connect with your kid, specifically in regards to movies, TV, uh, and watching a bunch of whatever it is they want to watch. Um, number one, ask questions about what it is they're watching or wanting to watch. Um, ask questions about what it is that's super popular that other kids are watching, their friends. Like, what is it that people are talking about that's really, really trendy or popular right now? You know, find out what it is in their world, um, the entertainment that is most popular. Um, so that's number one. Number two, research what it is that they is really popular. So if it's a TV show, if it's a movie, if it's, you know, anime, if it's some book series, you know, whatever it is that your kid is interested in, like ask questions, find out what it is and then research it. So go watch it yourself, read up about what the storyline, what the platform is, and then maybe even go watch it with them. Um, I think that's extremely important. You show curiosity into their world and what they're watching, wanting to watch, even if it's something really boring or stupid or not interesting to you. The third thing is analyze it. And this is where the, the meat is going to be as far as the tools we want to give parents. So Josh, Steven, you guys jump in here with ideas as far as on these four, uh, five things. So these are five questions that we want to give you to help analyze what it is that your kids are watching or what you're watching with them to help you talk about it. So exactly like Josh said, this is the connection point here to have a conversation. Um, so ask questions, research it. And then this is the third thing, analyze it. Here are five questions to help you analyze what it is. Number one is what's good. So you can't, like it's super easy to throw out the baby with the bathwater as far as that's a saying. You can't just toss out everything because even when something's completely surrounded with bad, there is still good in it. You know, helping your kids teach them how to do that. It's like answer the question, what is good? Like just leave it at that. Don't just navigate, oh, what's the bad? What do we have to protect? It's like, what is the good? Answer that question. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is what's missing? And so this is really, really cool with your kids to ask the question, what's good and help them talk about that and not just jump to what's the bad, what's the bad. It's like, well, what's missing about it? Um, what do you mean by what's missing? Yeah, like, what, what does that mean? Something important is often left out. So curious uh, story, you know, that's personal. When my daughters, we watched the movie Tangled, which in my household, it's known as Waterfall Baby because that's what my daughters would call it because there's a waterfall and a baby in the movie. So can we watch Waterfall Baby? That was Tangled. Um, <laughs> in that story, there's a lot that's good. Yeah. 
but there's a lot that is bad too that we don't like but in our heads when my wife and i is uh we're analyzing it it's like okay well what's good about it it's it's a good it's a good movie it's entertaining there's character development in it there's fun characters there's some good humor it's like okay well what's missing a father is missing there's no father figure Mm -hmm. There's like an evil stepmom. It's like, okay, what else is missing? It's like uh, truth about things don't always work out in the end. Things mm-hmm. don't always end happily ever after. It's like, well, what else is missing? There's some realistic stuff here as far as what's missing is they're all focused on the treasure and reward instead of the consequences. Here. So ask, does that make sense? So ask mm-hmm. me what is missing yeah. in reality, realistic stuff. Cause oftentimes entertainment just focuses on the love and the romance and happily ever after. And it's like, okay, that's really entertaining, but we need to think to ourselves what's missing here. And it's really dangerous. An example is uh, what was that TV show that came out? I don't know if you guys watched it. I read up a little bit on it, something about 13 and it was a suicide. 13 was suicide. reasons why 13 reasons yeah, why 13 reasons why it's like, kids were flocking to watch that mm-hmm. and it was really bad because it reinforced a lot of unhealthy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way to get to where it's bad when talking to teenagers is what's missing. Mm-hmm. And the really important stuff there that's missing is the values of why is life important? And guess what? There is more than boyfriend, girlfriend stuff in to look for in life. Yeah. There is, there's a lot of brokenness in family. And instead of talking about, oh, why that's bad, it's like, okay, well, what's missing? A good father and mother, you know, it's like talk about those things. Um, what's mm-hmm. missing? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's helpful. And and it feeds right into the next question. So what's good? What's wrong? What's missing? And then what's confused? Mm. So it's it's a God created and wired us, you know, to be storytellers, to see ourselves in a narrative that is being told that we're living out, you know, that Jesus came and entered the world and love. It's like history. It's like we are story in love with stories. We want a good story. We want a story that ends happily ever after. And it's like, well, because of sin and brokenness, everybody knows life doesn't end exactly how we want it. Everybody dies cancer, uh, sickness, COVID, plans get changed, friends betray us, stab us in the back, you know, people say hurtful things, people do bad things to us, we do bad things and have shame and guilt. It's like, we live in a broken world. And entertainment often wants to um, not talk about sin and look to other things as why brokenness happens. And so it's like talking about what is confused, or even uh, defining what brokenness is. Because like sometimes, especially whether it's gender things or whatever, like you can see that uh, there there are times where it's like, oh, they portray this this uh, deviancy that this what what the Bible would call as sin. They would, uh, and and it could be lying. It could be you know running after. um, This happens all the time, you know, uh, with with relationship stories it's like well this person's gonna make you unhappy or whatever so you need to follow your heart yeah. and like leave your husband and go to whatever it is and that they're showing that as a good thing and that's a confused piece so i some of these yeah. things i feel like overlap a little bit like that's a wrong thing but it's also confused I, I would think, and, right? And you have to remember, yes, and you have to remember these questions are opportunities to help you 
train your kid how to answer these things. So it's partially you answering it. And there's so much overlap and gray and it's also relative. So, you know, if we all watch waterfall baby, AKA tangled (laughs) and Steve and Josh, we all answer these questions. It's like, we'll probably answer them a little bit differently because God's wired us differently and entertainment is so, you know, vague and where people are at in the context of life and circumstances, like different things will impact us emotionally and we will interpret things differently. And so coming back to these questions, I think is just the process of chewing, just like we would chew on food, like mm-hmm. digesting, mm-hmm. working through things um, because there's some movies and TV shows that are totally okay and acceptable for some kids to watch because of their maturity. Yeah. That same TV show won't necessarily be good for another student who yeah. might be struggling with some specific things that right. it's like, we need to go and cut this up and help them digest it a little bit, you know, or say, no, no, we're not going to eat that. We're going to go back to mashed potatoes um, yeah. or whatever. So it's, yeah. So, what's good, what's wrong, what's missing, what's confused. And then lastly, and this is absolutely most important, again, going back to you can't, like parents can't parent their kid based on their childhood. There has to be a standard that we are using that transcends our culture or circumstances. And so you have to answer the question, what does scripture say? You know, it's like that, that will help iron out when you, when you talk about what's confused, you talk about what's wrong. It's like, you know, Stephen, you might say, hey, Waterfall Baby is stupid because there's a lizard that's personified as a person. That's wrong because lizards aren't – that's Satan. not realistic. That's stupid. It's like oh. Satan. Yeah, you might <laughs> – yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's the... <laughs> sorry, that's really funny. Uh, what was I even saying? Uh, we Going back to scripture. There has to be a standard. Yeah. There has to be a mm-hmm. standard that – we all come back to that's the only way you'll iron out and that what that is so hey when my mom says it's time to eat food when i was a baby um i needed nourishment that's what my mom it's like i need to nourish my child they need sustenance it's like as a teenager guess what she said no to eating all of my halloween candy at one time because she was concerned about my nourishment, about my teeth, going to the dent. There were things that she was operating on that dictated why I wasn't allowed to eat certain things and why she told me to eat other things. And my dad reinforced it even when I didn't want to. That is the standard that we need. So if you don't want them to watch something, you've got to have a why. Like, And that is where scripture comes into play. So if you just say it's bad and it's not good, and you can do that, but you're not training your kid to know why it's wrong and not good or why something is good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. What are I, your thoughts, Josh? I, you I, I was just going to say, like, one of the most frustrating answers, like, this should be enough because I said so. That should be enough. But honestly, like, when I was a teenager, especially in high school, that was one of the most frustrating answers I would get. And so... I love you, mom and dad. You also gave me scripture too. So <laughs> if you're listening to this, um, but like I didn't get that often. And, but that was an answer I would get sometimes. And it's just like that. That's just one of the most frustrating things. But like you were saying to appeal to your authority, I, I think is huge. So yeah, I think that's yep. good. I'd, I'd say um, entertainment is 
an amazing connecting point yes. between people or can be like it can be abused to like a very far end of just like self uh indulgence yes, totally. and and kind of like you know obsessive eating or anything but like it's also a beautiful way to bring people together whether it's like watching football or watching soccer or watching uh movies together or shows like it can be redeemed into a, a great Absolutely. way to connect. And even it, even though conversations may be initially over, you know, simple, um, non-important things like this character in a TV show, but then also it can be taken to a much deeper uh, level of like biblical understanding of truth and wrong and evil and right. I think it's important yeah, your kids are going to be watching it shows, binge watching shows. So what, like, it's like an easy on-ramp of connect connectivity, Yeah, especially during the holiday season when it's going to be natural that you're sitting down to watch, you know, a family movie or like my family watches Elf every Christmas, like around Christmas time. Favorite movie. And yeah, and then, and then we, we make jokes about it for the rest of the year. You know, we quote it all the time, like, yeah. Any opportunity you have to connect with your kid over something seemingly not important is going to allow future opportunities of connection over things that are uh, more important. So I think this is just a great, you know, a great conversation to have that initially it's like, oh, you know, all this Netflix is terrible. Well, maybe all, all like this Netflix can be used as a way to like have time together yeah. where your kid's not just up in his room and you're down in your room, like, where you can actually sit down and do something, you know, in the same room together yeah, yeah. and, and then have conversations and questions. And what did you like about it while you're eating? Um, and hopefully your re relationship is strengthened and you're teaching your kid how to make a decision on their own and, and to think um, diligent, uh, think discerningly yeah. when they're watching shows subsequently in a row in order to best like understand um, life as a whole and what is wrong and what is right and what is confused even in the real world more so than just in the entertainment world because those are questions that you could ask about all areas of life all areas all yeah. conversations of life what are people confusing what was right about what they said what was wrong about what they said I'm thinking those questions anytime I hear people speak anytime I hear people teach like I'm always wondering is that you know is that confused is that wrong are they that sounds good, but I feel like something's missing. Like I just have this yeah. natural, like I feel like something's missing a lot of times when people are talking and like, that just comes from discerning in all areas of life, but it's a Absolutely. great way to start with entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that that, yeah, go ahead, Josh. The, the very last thing I like, I want to encourage, cause I feel like there, there's some parents who might have the tendency just cause we're all extremists to take this and like, you know, have a, two, <laughs> have a two hour debrief session after watching like one episode of a TV show or something like that's not what yeah. we're promoting here. We're promoting. I'd be I would die. Right. I'd be like that. Exactly. Like, like, why are you I'm so never weird. talking to my parents about anything? Right, like, right. I'm never watching a show again because now it's just awkward. Right. Right. So to use the use a couple of these things maybe over dinner or something like that like hey what did, what'd you think about that show or whatever like kind of a more natural thing versus like a all right now let's pause let's pause before the next episode so what was good about that show like don't don't like take it to well, that story, extreme don't be a weirdo just be <laughs> just be normal you know? <laughs> just yeah be normal. but 
But to your point, Josh, like for you parents, if you're listening to this and you're just, you know, it's like you're strapped with your time. You don't have more time. It's like if you don't have time or you don't make time, you are not going to be training your kids and somebody else will. Mm -hmm. Like that's just a fact. Mm -hmm. Like your kids will be trained to digest and work through things. If you want them at some point in their life to follow Christ and to know how to renew their mind according to scripture and to put off the old self and put on the new self, which we're commanded to do. And we're, you know, second Timothy three, it's like God's word, three sixteen. It's like to be uh, training in righteousness and to be able to correct ourselves and to rebuke other people and to accept rebuke and to become perfect. It's like, you have to be the one to help them do that. Now, if you don't, they will at some point buy somebody else. Um, and you have a responsibility, uh, I think, as their parent now to use your time. So make the time for it, whatever that looks like. Um, and Josh, to your point, I think, I don't know, guys, Steve and Josh, there were times that my dad specifically, very awkwardly, <laughs> very awkwardly forced conversations about certain entertainment that was super awkward. But what it did was, is it, he showed me that there were things that were important that he cared about, that he wanted to talk about, but he didn't force it. So he, he, what he forced was the topic, but then he kind of gave room for us to talk about it if we wanted to. And I think if you make investments like that and you start making investments like that and you show to your kids that you care about what's important to them, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know a TV show that they're interested in. If you're curious genuinely about what they care about, and you show them, you will earn the ability to be able to talk about these questions, yeah. these five specific questions. And so I think with this holiday season, while you're driving in the car or not, because you're quarantining and you're stuck at home or at the dinner table, it's like, try to have an ongoing conversation about these things, but more for yourself as you answer these questions, naturally, I think you'll be able to talk about them with your kids just in little times throughout the day. So, but it's going to take time. Yeah. Um, you've got to make time for it. So anything else before we wrap up? That's it. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time together. And we love you guys. Put A1 steak sauce on your steak. That's the last last thing I wanted to say. Steak is better with A1 steak sauce.